Hi, welcome to the Bougie in a Backpack podcast. My name is Angel Trin and I'm from the Pennywise Traveler. And I'm Mackenzie from Travel Hacks Mac. And today we are really excited to have a special guest, Alex Jimenez from Travel Fashion Girl. So she is a fashion and packing expert, which we love because, you know, we want to save on those baggage fees. She's also the owner of Women's Travel Fest. And she also is an Airbnb host as well. So we're definitely want to hear about that. And I actually saw on her stories yesterday that she's an American Airlines executive platinum. So she definitely knows her way around the airline programs as well. So welcome, Alex. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, we're really excited to be here in your suite at the, the Renaissance in Asheville. So we're actually recording live from Travel More Con, which is very appropriate because we're going to want to talk about Women's Travel Fest, which me and Angel both attended last year, and it was so much fun. We just love going to conferences and getting to meet other people interested in travel. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about Travel Fashion Girl and your story, how you got into travel and all that. I used to work in the fashion industry back in the day. It was always my dream as a kid. And um, so I actually got an amazing job when I was at FITM in LA. And I worked there for almost six years. So like I'm the person who loved my job, who I never thought I was going to leave. I wasn't like, I hate my job. I want to go on my own. It wasn't like that. But they ended up pushing me out of my position. So I was super um, sad. And then I'd made a promise to myself a couple of years back in Hawaii on vacation with my mom that if I ever quit my job, I would take three months off to travel. So when I left, I did. I took three months off to travel and then basically I never went back to my old life. I kept going and essentially traveled full time for over a decade or for almost a decade. And because I started Travel Fashion Girl in 2012, I'd already been backpacking, traveling full time for five years before. So my mission in life was to figure out, well, how do I pack lighter? I was going from like guest house to hostel all over the place and like moving around so much. I was really tired of picking up a heavy backpack and it just kind of gets draining after all as a long-term traveler. So I really wanted to learn how can I be a perpetual traveler, be ready for anything and also pack light. So that mission led me to interview other travelers on the road, like, what did you pack? What did you like? What did you do wrong? And it just seemed like there was a common theme where a lot of female travelers were not happy with what they packed. So I knew I had to get the word out there. And in August 2012, I launched Travel Fashion Girl. It became hugely successful really quickly. I think I had like 100,000 monthly readers the first year wow. because people yeah. were super into this. And it became like my mission and I loved it. And I've since grown my community. And I think earlier this year, we had like over 105,000 people in the Facebook group. And we had a million monthly visitors before 2020 on the blog. So it's been such a journey. And my community was so inspiring over the years that I really resonated with that experience. And I always wanted to have a conference. So when I found out that Women's Travel Fest, a conference that was so special to me and had personally also impacted me as a traveler and as a, an entrepreneur, as a woman who wanted to, who like from there was inspired to lead. I found out that Kelly was selling the conference and I'm like, okay, well, can I like, can I buy it from you? And so that sort of ended up now where I am, which is kind of like the next chapter in the journey, trying to take travel to the next level, bring community together on a much larger scale. 
I, I love that because like the um the thing with packing it it's so hard to like I fly budget airlines and I also fly Briz in first class but whenever I fly budget airlines like on Spirit or Frontier I sneak in a bag so like I bring like a tote bag to sneak in stuff so and then you have the um the packing cubes too so that's very convenient because you just cram everything in there for your your packing and stuff and that was like a major part of what actually got me which helped me travel like full-time carry-on only because I mean it was like four months to six months eight months on the road full-time I didn't have a home base really so it was like legitimately living out of a suitcase and I needed to cram as much as I could but still stay under the seven point like seven kilos 22 pounds carry-on the key was that my personal item weighed like seven kilos probably as well <laughs> so that was like the my main thing so that was the packing cubes it was um another brand of packing cubes that kind of like I figured out like how to roll and stuff and like maximize space in these cubes and I loved them so much I tested out so many packing cube brands so I knew this was kind of like the key thing like a super low budget YouTube video I did back in 2013 was super popular and really resonated with people and helped them travel carry on only so I'm like I've got to do this myself so I, I tried like I spent like a year testing out different materials and fabrics and zippers to make sure that when you stuff these packing cubes they were not gonna rip like they were totally like hardcore and finally launched them like in 2017 2018 and so that's called compass rose travel accessories and we have a couple of other products in the brand too yeah, that's amazing because like packing cubes, they help you save so much space and everything, especially if you're carrying on only because when you travel full time, like you think about all the extra costs to check in a bag and stuff. Sometimes you have to pay money to check to um, pay for the carry on. So that's one thing. But if you have a carry on and a checked bag, that's even like more fees, you know. So you're helping people in that sense where like you just be carry on only. So you have like enough to get by, but your personal item, like your backpack, is like way heavier than that, <laughs> than that suitcase. Basically, yeah. <laughs> You have to do what you have to do. So what what about your packing cubes is unique? What did you make sure that when you were designing these that you had to include because of what you saw the need for? So the traditional way of using packing cubes is to use them as an organizer. So it's like three or four cubes in a set. People, you know, kind of like help them be organized. For me, it was sure it was organization, which is a great benefit of it, but it was also how many things can I stuff in these little, little, like little organizers? And I found that, I mean, because, okay, so my goal, taking a step back, my goal was I need to be ready for different weather, different types of weather, have all the clothing that I need because I never know where I'm gonna end up. So when I started packing my clothing, I was like, wow, I just got seven tops in that packing cube and that's like half of what a maximista um packing like capsule wardrobe would be so i'm like wow you actually like things fit very well and it just helps to compress now there's like the popular option is like there it's usually like people look at compression packing cubes as a solution but actually the slim smaller cubes are way more effective because you're compressing clothing in a much smaller space. Mm -hmm. And now people usually are like, oh, well, you know, like this sweater, like how is it gonna fit? But just cramming stuff in, like in this sort of strategy is just one of the things because you also have to keep in mind like the best fabrics and how much something weighs. So you, like every clothing item also has to be very intentional. So I used to like weigh every single item in my suitcase to make sure that I was under the seven kilo 
um, the 22 pound like carry on max. So that way I could still get away with it. I had everything I need. So that's what it was. It was that size. But I noticed that all of the packing cubes were the same um, like length, width, whatever, dimensions in the sense that I wanted to travel carry on only, but I wanted to maximize my space. And they were all just a little too long to fit perfectly in a carry on. So then I adjusted the size. I got like amazing, like zippers are super important when you're cramming and things like this. The mesh is too, because a lot of times the mesh is super cheap on these products and then it rips. So if you're just buying a packing cube for organization, the price, like the quality doesn't really matter. But if you're trying to like use a strategy to maximize your space, quality is so important. So that's what it has to be. And then like, I was like hardcore, like ripstop um, fabric. Cause I used to look like Osprey is one of my favorite mm-hmm. brands. And that is hardcore. It's rugged. It's not going to rip. You can throw it anywhere and everywhere. And it's like going to be awesome quality. So I wanted the packing cubes to be able to be that rugged as well. So I sacrificed fashion for function on those for sure. Um, But yeah, so like all of those things really make it, make them like really useful tools because you can make the most of them. And with the size, then they can like perfectly, like a set of four perfectly fits in a carry-on either flat or stacked on top of each other. So it's like super like thought out for this particular packing strategy. Yeah, I think that's super helpful because I've had packing cubes before where they kind of, they start to kind of bulge out and then you, it's kind of like that, you know that metaphor about putting, you put rocks in a jar and then you put sand to fill in the cracks kind of thing. So it's kind of, if you have these big bulky pieces of of packing cubes and you put them in first and then you can't fit anything around because they're not made to fit with other things in the, so you're like wasting space there. So I think that's really helpful to, that you thought about the engineering behind the making, it's basically a game of Tetris that you're playing. Yeah, pretty much. Like I took what other, like other companies were building and I'm like, I found sort of a new way to use them that they weren't really thinking about. So that's like, I sold these products. Like I sold thousands. I have over the years, I'm not sure how many packing cubes are probably sold, even the ones that aren't mine, because I found a new way to use them and in a way that was very functional, you know? And like, I'm, I know it says travel fashion girl, but function for me is number one. It's form and function plus fashion as a bonus and including like products, like your products, especially for frequent flyers. I'm sure as you know, like you can't have a cheap suitcase. Like it's not about price, but the quality it's about the materials because like you can't have a suitcase rolling down the street and then your wheel breaks and it's just like, my God, now I have to like lug this off the Oxford street exit in London. And there's like the elevator's not working. There's how many flights of stairs. So your products really have, like they matter. If you're going on vacation once a year, then not as relevant, but if you want to like hack and travel and that's your passion and that's your goal, like the quality of the materials really, um, you have to have something good quality for sure. Did you buy the weight thing to make sure you weighed around the um, the pound each time, or did you just risk it for the kilo? No, actually, one of our products was um, one of our upcoming products was a luggage scale as well. So I weighed every single packing cube, and then when I built the packing cubes, I'm like, okay, these like, I think I forgot what the like how many ounces the set of four. Also, like everything was really thought out because your contain like they can't be like super cute. You can't have like a cute leather toiletry bag if you're considered concerned with weight. It has to be a lighter fabric so it's like feather light rugged materials you know how do you build all these things in so I would when I packed like every item I'm like okay how much does this dress weigh wait no the Moselle fabric it's a lot a lot heavier versus like the synthetic the other synthetic fabric like rayon so I'm gonna go with the rayon option way lighter way thinner and um, then 
after that, put everything in the, in the packing cube, weigh that, and the handles actually on the packing cubes are like extra long on purpose because that way not every hook or handle is, is built equally. So yeah. then I would um, weigh that, then weigh the suitcase so to make sure it was like not over because like British Airways, for example, was like they, I had two kilos over and I had to throw stuff away in the Heathrow or no, I don't know what airport it was. I think it was Heathrow. Like I had to throw away two kilos worth of things because they were super sticklers on that. Ugh. I know. I hate when that happens. You know what? Sometimes I just wear the clothes. I'm like, or I just stuff oh, it. Yeah. If I have a jacket, I just stuff it in the pockets too. I'm like, they won't notice, you know? Yeah. I like to take, my move is I take a rain jacket. I usually bring a rain jacket, even if it's, if I'm going to even South America or something, because it's always going to rain somewhere. So I have that and then I'll put toiletries in the pocket. But yeah, that's not there's it's oh it gets kind of messy because then you have this bulky thing around your waist but that's the one of the hacks that i used to do. yeah like actually like was kind of like challenged myself it's like okay can i pack in a handbag can i pack five like i think it's like five kilos on easy jet and then i think yeah. i did like i used to live in england so it was a lot of flying out of england so is it i think seven kilos on the whatever like budget airline from london direct to cancun so I took my leather jacket and my leather jacket had a bunch, it's like a moto jacket. So it had a bunch of pockets, even in the sleeves. So it was like putting toiletries in my elbows. I was just like showing up like super bulky, like motorcycle, like driver. <laughs> this lady's jacked. <laughs> and then like tying it around my waist afterwards. But I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? I mean, I've been there too. Like when I was at the park at Paris, like I, I already had the packed um, suitcase, like for the carry-on. So I stuffed the toiletries from the park Hyatt because it's like bougie, you know. So like I stuffed it in the pockets of my jacket. The tricky thing is you have to leave though, like in because you have to transfer all this stuff away at some point. So you just have to be mindful that whatever you're. So like one of the things that I did is if something was gonna like I packed it in my carry-on. Okay, it's too heavy. How much is it? is it my jewelry like what can i remove like what are the smallest heaviest items that then i would after like kind of like seeing that everything fit in my luggage first then i would stuff other things because you have to then put them back so that's like super important to remember as well yeah the the essentials versus the the extra stuff that ends up costing you more just than weight so what are what would you say as far as these capsule wardrobes what would you recommend if you're i mean i'm very guilty of i always either underpack or overpack or somehow I somehow tend to do both like I underpack and then I I have too much clothes that I don't end up wearing or I overpack and I still don't have what I want to wear so what would you say are the essential items to bring on any kind of trip I think there's a couple of easy ways so like easiest option I'm not really a dress girl but if you are like and if you're going to a like a hot weather destination seven dresses one for every day of the week and when you're traveling like I mean, it depends on the kind of trip, but most of us go, we're going to leave our hotel and then we're going to carry on to the end, to the rest of the day. There's not time for like an outfit change or that glamorous, I'm going to sit by the cafe in Paris. But actually, well, I guess if you're like Instagramming, well, then you've got to make those times. But for like regular travelers that are just like on the go, trying to make the most of their time, you don't have time for outfit changes. So that's super simple. Um, I'm going to take it a step back though. For a capsule wardrobe, the most important thing you need or any actually packing is checking the weather. That is so key because that way you're not actually bringing stuff that you don't need, you know, with for the 
or like you actually have stuff. Like I remember the fl- first time I flew to South Africa and it was July. I didn't realize I was, was my first one of my first trips. So I didn't realize it was going to be cold. So I didn't bring yeah. anything that was warm. It was, so I like bought a fleece and like an unattractive fleece at the airport. Um, but I didn't know. So you always have to be mindful of the weather. And then the next thing you have to be mindful are your activities. Like, what are you really doing on your trip? Are you, so like not the fantasy, like I'm going to just lounge and like look glamorous. I don't know what, like your shoes are super important. Your clothes, like, are they good quality? Are they going to fall apart? Are they going to do, you know, like, do I actually, did I bring just pretty clothes that I idealized wearing that I've never worn in my closet? Or did I actually bring the functional hiking clothes or like the tech fabrics? Because I'm going to be moving really quickly. I might need a hand wash. I'm also going to be like hiking. So like being like really honest with yourself about the activities, also being mindful about the culture, you know, what part of the world do you need to cover your, like your collarbone, your elbows? Is it more conservative? Is, are, are there rules or not? But do you want to be just more modest and respectful or fashionable? And if you care about that and, and you know, the city that you're going. So being mindful of the local culture and from that, then being able to build your capsule. So the capsule, I feel like there's an essential five to six piece, like starting off point, like a pair of bottoms. Like I would just kind of say a pair of bottoms, one pair of bottoms, so jeans or trousers, whatever it is, your, like whatever your preference, plus three tops and one dress. And then, for example, like then you can like wear each of those tops with a pair of pants. So that's four, like three days worth of outfits. Mm-hmm. And then you have the dress. That's four days. Now, adding one more piece, I then put in a bottom. So if you just have that six piece, now you can wear the two bottoms times three tops equals six days of unique outfits. And I don't know. I was a long-term traveler, so I got used to like doing the sniff test. Like. I- yeah. <laughs> does this smell okay is it really bad or like when you come home you like or back to the room you hang up your clothing to kind of air them out a little bit and you like rewear things like once or twice so that's the ultimate essential is just like what can like a week's worth of items so if you think about it if you don't do dresses and you do four tops and two bottoms that's eight days worth of outfit in six like outfits in six pieces so it's really possible like so that's the absolute essential and then after that, it's like your outerwear. I always like bring two pieces, even if it's in a warmer destination, because I get cold. So there, it's for the um, for the plane or like in the evenings, it might be cool. So like bring those two pieces of outerwear that you can layer with each one of those outfits, and then together that way it happens to be a little colder. So it's like an eight piece minimum, and then anything else is really extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super helpful. I think just thinking about it in terms of. It's, it's almost like a math problem of there's this many days you kind of have to backtrack and see. And that's kind of what we think about with points too. You know, we think about how, how do I get to the destination? Like, what do I need to do to get there? And you have to kind of, it's all, it's all about strategy, like strategizing that way. You're not just, if you go in without a plan, then you're going to probably not. That's what I've been doing wrong is not going in with a plan. <laughs> and actually like, even though like, okay, when we've hexed at is when we're flying first class, you're going to get the check bags, mm-hmm. but do you really need to bring two check bags? Like just because you can. So I know we we're chatting about it earlier, but I flew from um, the U S to Greece last summer. And I like got this amazing um, award redemption of 80,000 points and like, I think it was like 150 bucks in taxes or something one way to on Emirates first class. That's so, awesome. but as a person that specializes in carry on only, um, we still did carry on. So it was my partner, um, my 10 month old baby and me. So then for three of us, we still took 
two carry-ons plus two personal items of good generous personal items and you know we were able to get away with that on first class but even with a baby we still made it work and I still had stuff in my bag that I did not wear because you end up just rotating through the same like seven pieces sometimes the things that you like the most yeah so just because you can pack or check a bag for free like do you really need to especially when you're moving quickly it's just like it's it's just very cumbersome yeah, I think it's like for me, I try to be carry-on only if I can too. And then I'll save the check bag in case I need to buy stuff. But usually I try not to. I, I, I usually just like, mm, I'm going to risk it. I bring like a, like a small little tote bag that has a zipper and stuff. I was like, worst case scenario, I check that in and it's free. Because <laughs> it's like free on first or business class usually. Or if you have status, you can get a free bag too. Yeah, and I think also thinking about where you're going, especially if you're going somewhere like Greece, you don't want to be lugging like rolling suitcases around especially if you have a baby too it's like just too much it, it's logistics as well i yeah i try to not even a lot of credit cards come with free check bags even if you don't have status i usually it's better to just do carry on and then you don't have to worry about your bags getting lost either even if you have the the baggage delay insurance it's still it's not fun when you have to when you lose your bag yeah it's just not worth it it's inconvenient in a lot of levels and some people like just want to check the bag and that's totally cool because I mean, if you've got a trip where you're going to go to one hotel and that's where you're going to stay the whole time, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. But if you're going to be moving around from city to city, I think a lot of people do like whirlwind trips to Europe, especially on their first trips. And I know I did that. And that's really where I learned my first trip abroad was with my grandma. We went on a oh. um, whirlwind 10 day um organized tour through Europe. And at that point, I didn't really know how to do it by myself. And in the U.S., it was just kind of like you don't travel alone, you know, because this is like circa 2007. So I went with her and we packed a, we, we didn't know. So my mom had, her boss had given her a three piece set, like really beautiful luggage, whatever, like 30 something inch maximum check bag, plus the carry on, plus the personal items. So we brought all of that. And like, it was such a pain going in from one hotel to another hotel every single night that we ended up leaving the big suitcase and the coach and just picking the things that we were wearing the most and just putting them in the carry-on and personal items so it was easier to come in and out of the hotel every night so like that was my first intro to overpack like you know to overpacking and i really learned like you actually don't need a lot of stuff and it's special especially when you're moving so quickly and you're going to different places you end up just be, like wearing what's comfortable or again it, like Instagram and content creators, ex, you know, exempt from this. I think there's other needs, but even if you're taking pictures, you can still wear like pretty dresses that are also kind of functional as well, or just like, you know, make it work. If you have like your minimal capsule of these six pieces and then so you've got plenty of space in that case for like really pretty outfits that aren't as practical. Yeah. I think it's very freeing when you can go somewhere with the fewest amount of stuff possible and still be able to to be able to function and, and feel good in your clothes as well. Cause I think that's a lot of things too, is sometimes I even pack stuff and I, it, I end up wearing that one shirt that I really like because I'm like, Oh, that actually goes really well. And finding those pieces are, that really helps with that too. I think. Yeah. Freedom. I think that's it. Right. And like traveling is about being free and like, you don't want like, you know, like, like actual like baggage, like whether it's like baggage or like other kind of baggage, like really weighing you down on your trip. So it's that freedom of just like picking up and going like, I love that feeling and not being weighed down. So yeah, it's like, that was like a really key word. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Speaking of freedom, what's the place that comes to mind for freedom? Okay, so so far I've been to 54 countries, but the places that most speak to me are have always between been between Thailand and Playa del Carmen, Mexico. So I spent five years on and off living in Thailand, so it felt like my second home for so long, but where my heart really was, ultimately, was Playa del Carmen. That's a place that's really special to me, and I first went there in 2008, no, 2007, before I started traveling long-term. And then in 2008, I loved it so much, I went back, and then a few years later. So it's where I always wanted to live, but I didn't really um, get a chance to do that till like 2018. So speaking of Playa del Carmen, Women's Travel Fest. So it's gonna be in Playa del Carmen this year. Yes, so Women's Travel Fest is a travel conference that's been going on for a decade. And it brings together like, you know, three, 400, um, travelers that are just absolutely like passionate about well travel and then um, it's actually the first time that this event's being hosted internationally and it was really important for me to be intentional about the location I think a lot of conferences are based on a location that's sponsored by a destination but the first conference but the first women's travel fest that I wanted to have you know I really wanted to be somewhere special to me and then the idea of Playa del Carmen really resonated for me, that location's been so magical ever since I first um, went there. And it really, like 2008, 2011, 2015, 2019, like consistently every time there's been sort of a personal awakening. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but part of the reason why I travel, you know, why I love traveling, it isn't like the sites. It's sort of the, um, I like two things about it. I like meeting people. I like. I'm fascinated with the with the conversations and just sort of that. Um, I I don't know. I just like love the um, the social aspect of traveling and meeting people and connection. But I also really appreciate the power of personal growth that it can if you allow it to be, to be happen. Um, if you're open to it, especially as a solo traveler, then it's very trans it has a potential to be transformative. So people like one of the things that people love about going to conferences is how much energy you get, how cool it is to connect with people, how much you're like inspired. So taking that element of it, then really incorporating travel, which is already transformative on its own, and which means, you know, kind of going abroad just feels more travel-y, even though, you, you know, especially majority of attendees are from the U.S. So I think domestic and international is kind of different mindset with travel in a way. Um, but then doing it in a location that's so powerful I just felt like it was a trifecta of like perfection mm -hmm. and how to like amplify the, the effects of, um, of like these 300 people, 400 people coming together and they already like feel this, but imagine taking them to this super special, powerful place. And I know it's not just me. So I lived um, on, on, I've been living on and, lot, uh, on and off in Playa del Carmen for over a decade. And there's a huge community of international um residents legally or illegally from like Europe, Canada, US, like it just like really draws a lot of people. It's really a great place to live. It's very, um, I don't know, it just, it feels good. But then it also, ha it also draws in a, like a large amount of solo um, women who come to this destination and really 
feel the transformative benefits of being there and kind of like whether they're pursuing entrepreneurship or personal development in, in which, you know, these sort of overlap as well. And just talking to other people and the, uh, people just say, there's something magical about Playa. So I know it's not just with me, you know, just not a personal thing that happens only for me. So it was always a dream if I did an organized um, experience like a tour for my travel fashion girl community, I wanted it to the first place to be Playa del Carmen, even though it didn't feel you know, like, it's like, okay, let's like a tourist destination, like big deal. But I'm like, no, it's not just a tourist destination. It's so much more. And because I'm like old school traveler, like pre iPhones, um, I traveled for five years without a phone. And I know like the transformative, like that's even an additional thing. It's just like the disconnection. Like when you disconnect, wow. Like the, like, like the things that happen. So I really wanted to kind of bring people together. And like my goal, my vision is to bring everybody together and kind of incorporate a wellness element to the conference. Or it's not even, I feel like conferences are really, um, it's not really a good word to describe the event. Yeah, you know? it sounds like it's like corporate sounding. Yeah, it's very corporate sounding. And it's, I've kind of seen it more like an experience, a retreat. I'm not really mm -hmm. sure what to call it, but I want to incorporate wellness element to it in a really beautiful space. Um, and, um, kind of like also like bring in the local aspects of of mexican mind culture especially for the yucatan it's a huge country so there's so many different aspects of it into a destination that people don't traditionally see as a cultural place and tradition and it's actually not the mexican government chose cancun and playa del carmen as a designated place to build up for tourism so it's not like where you go to get off the beaten path with like you know with locals it's it's destination but it happens i feel like it has this magical power from its history um, so bringing that all together and I don't know, it's, I, I'm really excited to share this experience and hope that people will kind of feel, um, the magic of the destination with everybody else. So I'm kind of like, yeah, it's going to uplift everybody and like the perfect world scenario. It's like uplifting everybody and like super amplify the original, like the potential of travel. So I'm going to invite people to kind of disconnect, to reconnect at the, that's kind of like the, the vibe for the event. Yeah, that sounds exciting because it's a big digital nomad place too for Playa de Carmen. Yeah, big digital nomads. There's like a million coaches, like a ton of entrepreneurs. I mean, I think originally there was just a lot of retirees and, you know, like those kinds of expats and then um, people like yogis and like vegans or just kind of a place where like kind of like people come to, um, again, just self-development and wellness. But now it's there's there's a huge digital nomad community um, that kind of started happening, I think, in the mid, like, 2015. I know when I was there, like, I kind of attended, like, the first, one of the first digital nomad meetups in Playa del Carmen. And then now, with there's, like, a bunch of remote workers. Like, before before 2020, there was, like, digital nomads and backpackers. Like, that was, like, the non-retiree crowd that it drew. And then post-2020, now there's a bunch of remote workers and a lot of families that are moving there from North, like, from U.S. and Canada looking for a different experience personally and for their families. So now there's a ton of families that live there. So it's grown even more. It's just like people really love it as a destination to live outside of the U.S. It's still kind of close to the U.S. Yeah, I think that's an amazing place to have it. And I think Women's Travel Fest, it's pretty unique as far as travel conferences go, because I think and and if you're listening and you're thinking like, oh, I, you know, I don't go to co travel conferences because I don't have a travel business. It's not really, it's not, you know, there's some conferences that are content creator specific or, 
you know, travel, you know, even like travel more is, is focused a little bit more on points and miles, but this is travel. This is women getting together who like travel. You don't need to have a business to be part of it. You just have to like travel. Yeah. Like that's really what it's about. And you might be like, well, what do I want to do that? Because like, well, the connections that you've made, right? So I was thinking about it and I was just like, actually, when I think about like friends, I think about the people like that I grew up with in LA or like, you know what I mean? I think about people from home, but I'm like, actually, you know, like over the years we've kind of grown apart, you know, it's, we're not as close as we used to be. And like, so that friendship isn't quite as close. But I'm like, who are the people that I talk to on like a weekly basis on WhatsApp? And it's people that I've either met or really gotten close with at conferences. For, exact, um, for example, Ashley Peterson from Travel um, War Con mm -hmm. doing it. I met her on a flight on the way to Playa del Carmen. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so random. Um, in, of course, the first class of American Airlines. So we met there and then really hung out at Travel Con um, last year, I think, and really sort of like connected. And that's where um, we both at, met um, like Emily to Explorers mm -hmm. and like a bunch of other people. So like, you know, and like Sarah Weaver, I think we connected because we were going to the same conference. And these are people that I've either like, not just built like travel or like somewhat business related relationships, but it's actually people that have become friends and like that's like so it's so much more or even if you're a, like people that are attending and they're like i kind of want to travel i've never done solo travel i'm kind of alone um in my friend of course like nobody wants to go with me so this is a great opportunity to go and actually travel with like hundreds of other people in a really cool space and people that are you know it's also really welcoming because i also feel this conference these conferences con you know conferences even if they're not about like you know, this one's not about business, but we are all super excited to celebrate the same thing and we're passionate about it. So you get a chance to also like get your feet wet. We're traveling if you're not, if you've never done that. And actually that's how I started solo traveling through organized tours. So I do not hate on organized travel at all. I think it has a lot of benefits. Um, and this would be one of them. Or like you meet like, like people like to meet up with around the world. You know, all of a sudden it's just like, oh, you're gonna be in Croatia, like cool, I'm gonna meet up with you in June, I'm totally headed that direction. And we have these like normal conversations about travel versus if you're telling other people in a more traditional lifestyle, like, yeah, so I was like, I went to Vietnam, and then I met some people and like jumped over to like him, like let's hang out and see him reap, and then we flew to Kasumuni together, it's just like, what? I know, <laughs> it sounds know. crazy to other people, but that, it's the it norm happens. for us. For, yeah. It's like, who does that? But then when you do these events and you're like, you know, you're talking about like credit cards and people are like, yeah, yeah, like I totally get that. Or, you know, like credit card, like travel hacking, or, you know, then you're going and you're like going to tra women's travel fast, like family travel, just having like learning about these things. You're like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I didn't, I'm not sure. Like I remember at women's travel fast, we had a family travel session and people attended with and without kids because some people were like, well, I'm on the fence or I'm not really sure if it's possible. So then the panelists, including myself, we, you know, we all had different perspectives on how to do it. So it just, you know, it was really nice to be able to share those things and get travel tips, but also connect with people like speakers that maybe you're really like, oh my God, like I like would love to meet this person. And like, you get to meet that person, you know? And like, they're like, most of the time they're hanging out or you get to meet a personality like Samantha Brown. That was at the last time was Travel Fest. And it's for so many people, it was like, this is like a hero and yeah. people are like, oh, for meeting them. And like these people are accessible. And then again, just, you know, regular attendees who just, I don't know, 
become your friends, you're building these friendships, you're building your network and in doing so you're really sort of, it's empowering to, I think to yourself and also you're growing the world of opportunities for travel. It's not just becoming an idea or it's not something that you do like one, you know, like, Oh, I want to go away for a month or like, I want to do this trip, you know, something small just can turn into something much greater. Um, even a business, if that's something you'd want to pursue, like what happened with me, I think it happened to you as well, you know, so. So I definitely agree with you, like meeting the people that you like read about in blogs and stuff. So I have a funny story. So I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I had, I found promo codes for women's travel fast and I stacked them on top of each other and it lowered the (laughs) ticket. So not just one promo code, but it was multiple promo codes stacked within each other. I think I paid like only like a hundred dollars or so. This was like years ago in 2019. Yeah, it definitely didn't happen last year when I was in China. (laughs) You're like, I have uh, fixed those loopholes. Yeah, I'm like, it's probably that's definitely not happening this year. So yeah, feel free to keep it. Sorry, guys, I'm not going to do that. But you can follow your favorite speakers who will have a special discount code. You know, like Angel here, who she's going to have her special code. Does she want to share it with you? So you can get a discount. <laughs> I think I did the the flash sale. It was, I think it was, I bought it pretty last minute. I wasn't sure if I was able to go until actually, well, I was kind of convinced to go because I found out Angel was going. I found out Ashley was going and Emily and I hadn't met, I hadn't met Emily in person yet. And, you know, we had talked online a lot too. So it was really cool to see, to get to meet people in person. I mean, I, me and Angel had met a while ago, but it's kind of like a re, you know, reunion of sorts. And I also besides i mean getting to meet samantha brown was awesome i got to take a photo with her i didn't i even realized when i found out she was speaking i was like and she's just so down to earth and it's not you know even though there's a ton of people there it's very you have the opportunity to speak to anyone you want who's there and there's there's some incredible like big names that that go to these conferences as well and i even remember i there was someone i met who speaking of meeting up with people later um there's someone i met there who she just she just sat next to me at lunch or something and we were talking and she you know she just came on a whim she happened to be visiting someone in new york and she's really into travel but she doesn't you know she doesn't do content creation or anything she's a solo traveler and she's like yeah i don't really know i just kind of came here on a whim and i don't i don't have a business or anything and i was like i don't i think this is more just you know, if you like travel, but she ended up, we follow each other on Instagram and I was in San Francisco doing a meetup there. And then she ended up, I ended up meeting up with her and then we got dinner together and got to hang out and stuff. And it was really cool to, you know, just, and we just, because we'd met at this conference, now we have that connection now. So you really do make friends. And I, I know these friends that I've made at these conferences and talk to almost every day. And, and yeah, it's just the, the connections are, are really amazing especially at a conference of women you know you can really connect with each other we can really relate to each other yeah the energy is powerful i mean i went to an all-girl high school in la um and i was immaculate heart shout out to immaculate heart <laughs> um, but i went there and it was um a really empowering experience and so i it's just like i will even though i wasn't like top a student i was always kind of like you know focusing on other stuff but it was but still like i walked away from that experience feeling empowered and knowing the potential when you bring a room of women together and empower each other and like listen and then resonate it's like validation as well like there there's so many different things that we can provide to one another that's um like i don't know just it really kind of shoot like kind of like pushes us forward and that we really need that you know like i think in a, in a world of competition and you know just 
instead of being competition with each other, it's like here all of us kind of like, wow, how can we support one another? And what you were saying about like you have a chance to like meet like big names, it's just like it's like Pauline Frommer was there um, at the last one and she was just hanging out the whole weekend, yeah. chatting with people, asking questions in the audience. And I'm like, my God, like this is someone who I'm like super excited to meet. I'm like, oh my God, it's Pauline Frommer. She's going to be here. But she's just hanging out and just being like, she's just there for the love of travel and hanging out with the community. And people really are down, like I guess for the most part, you know, like down to earth and open and welcoming. And it's more of a level playing field and travel in general. Like that's one of the things I really loved it because you can get to a destination and it's not like, so what do you do? It's just kind of like, yeah, you know, I just came back from this destination. It was so cool. Where are you going? And uh, again, back to the community and socializing aspect and community is a big part of the reason why people like love women's travel fast and other conferences too, which I guess at to, at to this point, there's some conferences, even business conferences that I was going to every year annually, like in Bangkok, but it was less about the conference and more so about like, I'm going to see my friends there. Yeah. Like it's going to be really cool. And I don't know, maybe it's an excuse to kind of get together. Maybe this mm -hmm. is how like people socialize like nowadays, like we attend like big events like this and get a chance. So like, it's an excuse to get together versus just on a great, on a larger scale. I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of like thinking about it. No, I definitely agree with that too. And Pauline actually sat next to me. It was so random. I was just sitting in there. I was like, oh. <laughs> and we just like, we're like, oh, I didn't know that was you. And she was like, hi. And we just started chatting next to each other too. So since you've traveled so much over the past several years, what would you say is your number one frequent flyer tip for us? Actually just signing up for a frequent flyer number. <laughs> I traveled for so many, like when I started, I was like, I literally, um, the first year that I traveled, like 2008, when I like quit my job, my goal during the three month break was to go and visit all the world wonders. So, and I made that happen, all of them except the Great Wall of China, which I still haven't gone to. I'm like saving it. So like, I'm saving it for one day. So I feel like that original journey never really ends. That's kind of like how yeah. it's, it's my excuse, like why I haven't like accomplished that. But the, um, you know, so like I was racking up some serious miles and I didn't know how to solo travel. I told you guys I went on these organized tours. So I didn't have a credit card with points. I didn't have a credit card with points until like, after I was traveling for 10 years, I did have a frequent flyer number, but I wasn't even using the free flights. You know, I was just not maximizing it. So that's the super essential thing. Or even for my daughter, like her first, like now she's two. And then she started paying, we started paying like about, I don't know, so I guess a year ago for her flights. And I'm like, I didn't sign up for a frequent flyer number for her on the first two flights. And I'm like, I should know better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something so simple. And then I guess another one, would be that people think that you have to sign up for like when you sign up for credit cards it's like well I don't want to get into debt but it's not about getting into debt it's about like you sign up for the credit cards and you spend the amount of money that you would anyway mm -hmm. every single month so like if you're if, like if you know like your monthly budget is I'll just say a thousand dollars that's what you're spending on gas and groceries and whatever else and I think you can now pay rent in some cases right with bills i believe mm -hmm. um and you know like with your credit card which all will earn you flights will all will earn you um points so it's not about getting into debt it's about like taking the amount of money you'd be paying anyway and at the end of the month i'm like just paying the credit card in full or i like i go and pay mine weekly just to keep my credit um low and people feel like they are going to mess up their credit opening credit cards but i'm like i opened up three credit cards 
within 30 days or like two or three and my credit score went down from like went from like 780 to 740 and then like jumped to like 800 like within yeah. 30 days because the key is to keep the credit card balances low like or like at zero so your credits even like your credit score actually is even improved so there's like three <laughs> yeah speaking of travel where do you usually stay do you stay at hotels airbnbs do you have any tips well, I like Airbnbs as a family or when traveling with a lot of people because obviously it's maximizing your, um, it, your, it makes your budget go like longer. I'm, you know, if when I'm alone, when I'm going to a conference, 100%, I'm always at the hotel at the conference is going to be. I just learned very early on, like, I don't care what it costs. I don't care if I'm just starting out. It's just the convenience that I love. And obviously, like, you guys know how to hack hotels, which I don't. So now I'm going to learn at this Travel More conference. <laughs> um, but that's, like, a number one. Um, going to resorts, like, I learned after 2020, like, resorts are now a good place to go. And I just want to disconnect and, like, easy. And also now with a family, super easy. So I think, like, my accommodation options are really sort of um, expanding. Now, what I don't like Airbnb, and I'm not sure if this is unpopular opinion or not, is for solo travelers because I feel like it's not very social. And maybe someone just wants to be, like, completely alone. But I'm, like, one of – I'm, like, super pro, like, travel from, like, a um, transformative aspect. You know what I mean? Because I know the power of it. And like when you're in Airbnb and I did, and I have done this, but I'm like, I go and I'm alone. And then I go somewhere and like, and then you can meet people like little, you know, like free walking tours, like, you know, New Europe or whatever, when you're like in Europe and other stuff. And that's really cool. But I really wish that, and I'm not sure, I don't know if people still like do this, but I remember like, there's a range of hostels, you know, like budget hostels, party hostels, like family, you know, there's like so many, like such a range of other um, things and I know this is not probably not the right place to say this because obviously it's about hacking like you know like you know top accommodations top stays but I really like for me like a wish would be for um, or I don't know if you can get points at hostel like the nicer hostels but I feel like it's so important to be able to connect with other people mm -hmm. and also like I like to use a combination of stays now I have not stayed at a hostel in a while I'm not gonna lie but I would love to, again, if I was solo traveling, like, I love that. So I would love to do it again, but just, like, maybe, like, bougie hostel experience sort of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just to totally a thing. I mean, I'm not opposed to hostels. I've stayed in hostels recently. I even went to – I went to a Points and Miles meetup, and I stayed in a hostel in Chicago because it was cheaper. But it, it is nice. You get to meet people. I think with the more – I think as you – get older and you're like, I'm not sharing a room with people, you can at least do the private rooms. And those are actually, those can be pretty nice, I think too. So I totally agree with, I like hostels. I think they're a really good way to socialize. Yeah. I think a good middle ground is to have like a private room with a bathroom in, mm -hmm. the, in the hostel. Cause now yeah. I feel like I'm at that stage where I cannot <laughs> share the bathroom. I need my own <laughs> bathroom. Yeah. I'm not like encouraging you. <laughs> like I did it at once and I was like, I don't care. I'll sleep in a while. And I did. I like, I'd sleep anywhere if it meant that I'd get to travel, like, in my car, in a closet, I don't care, you know, on the floor, like, I just wanted to travel, and that's, like, what it was about, but, yeah, no, like, I totally agree, I'm like, why can't I just sleep on the floor anymore, why do I want a comfortable bed, so, like, hotels are becoming increasingly um, valuable for me, but there is that middle ground for the um, the private room with an ensuite bathroom at a nicer hostel. And again, like maybe not if you're going to a conference, maybe not if you're like remote working, like you don't want to do that. But if you're just like having a good time and you're just traveling because you love it, I mean, I would encourage people to consider it as an option. 
Well, it's also like the evolution of of your travel journey too. Like you mm-hmm. might have started off with like couch surfing and then hostels and now hotels it, and then Airbnbs. It's just like, as you grow older, you just realize like, I find more comfort in these and I've, I'm fine with paying more to stay here. Yeah, totally agreed. But like, I like my, I wanted to do this forever and I super regret not doing it um, pre-2020. But I really, really wanted to do a backpacking trip all over again just by myself. And it, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do this now at this point for like 20 years. But, you know, um, I'd love to be able to go and just do like, I've had this idea of like doing a one month, like either like insane round the world trip um, or a just like I wanted to like kind of do like maybe Eastern Europe, which I haven't really explored as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I went there last year, like, um, you know, like, like I went to a couple countries, but it was like totally different, like family, relaxed, you know, chilled out travel. But I really want to experience that again. I want to like see like a big part of me, like loving to travel was the challenge Mm -hmm. of like, can I challenge myself? So, I mean, I'm from LA, I'm a city girl, but I like forced myself and and from a sense of adventure, but not just like force, like I hated it, but um, I did like a 20 day overland tour through Africa and it was just like camping and I'm like, oh my God, I hate this sleeping in a tent. But it was like, can I do it? Or I yeah. spent six weeks living in the jungle in Guatemala. Like literally like the only way to get in and out was um, on a boat, you know, or kayak. So it was like super remote and this is a long time ago, but it was like those memories and those experiences of me like being uncomfortable um, that really just are the best memories that I have for my travels. And now that I am getting a little older and I'm going like, you know, I'm also like, I look back and I'm like, wow, like I did all these things. I'm like, I wouldn't do that again. Like, I'm not sure I would do that again. I'm like, but you know what? That's more of a reason why you should. So I have like, hopefully like I would love to do an adventure by myself. Um, something like you know and just kind of like test myself in new ways i i don't know i think it, it's part of the again like just trying to encourage like you know traveling just traveling in general and like solo travel and to look at it from a, a different aspect and try not to look at like like look at me on instagram i'm like in this really like fancy place it's like okay let's balance it out but also be at the destination for the experience like put your phone down you know like it doesn't matter really where you stay, but just kind of like take it in, like do your content, do what you got to do, and then just explore. Like I was just talking to someone um, about going to Tokyo, um, someone, a really well-traveled um, content creator that like lives out of her suitcase full time. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Okay. I'm like, I just, yeah. my, like, that's how, like, that's just kind of like from a long-term, like, um, thinking like that's what I did I did it with my two-year-old like I just like booked it one way I'm like all right we'll figure it out when we get there you know like book five days and it's just so natural and normal so just kind of going with an unplanned or being open to like an unplanned itinerary if you have that flexibility leaving at least a day or two just to wander the streets and get lost even in big cities like Paris or or Venice that are like super touristy but like there's always a back street there's always just strolling down and just kind of like taking it all in and just like feeling like what it would feel like to live there like yeah and then points and miles is very flexible because depending on how you book your flights so like you book like let's say like american airlines or southwest you can easily cancel those um flights and you get the miles back and the taxes back too so it's also like use the miles and points to your advantage as well to book your stuff. Yeah, totally benefits because I'm like total benefit of like flying. I have like I'm like an American airline um, now with the travel I do a lot in North America. I've like flown American Airlines so much almost exclusively the past four years. 
and it is so cool just to be able to cancel and even actually pay tickets you know like you can actually cancel but like especially the flexibility with the um with the ones booked on miles as well that's awesome like i hate like booking trips in advance i'm like super like panicky yeah. about it i have me too. like, like, like a thing. yeah <laughs> like it just like makes me nervous to book a flight in advance and i'm, I'm like i like to go last minute but i also like to change mm -hmm. my flight like i went to san diego on like a Lucella adventure last week and that was amazing i loved it um but i was supposed to go back on friday and then i'm like no i'm gonna stay for a couple more days and it was so simple. It's just mm -hmm. like changing your flight, setting your stay, leaving early, whatever it is, like another total benefit of flying on miles for sure. Yeah. And then your next adventure, you started an Airbnb recently in Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> well, um, yeah, like one of my all long time goals from Travel Fashion Girl, I was kind of like, well, if something would ever happen to this business, I'd love to be able to have like something to show from it. And it's because I'm like still like backpacker mentality. Like I don't actually have a car. I don't actually like I still don't have my own home, like really. So but I'm like, I really wanted to kind of like invest in real estate and like stocks and like do kind of stuff like that. And I finally got my chance at the end of 2020. Well, in 2020, I learned all about stocks. I think like the whole world did, the whole country did. Yeah. Um, and then, but also um, I invested in my first property in El Salvador where my mom's side of the family is from. And it's like a beachfront property. I bought it for $110,000. And I mean, like, it was like super like fixer upper. It was like, ugh, I'm not a fixer upper person. It was a horrible experience. But it like, tr I turned it into a Tulum style, um, like resort type um, vibe in El Salvador in like a really remote place that didn't have this sort of a accommodation. So that's kind of where it all started. And it's been super successful. I love it. And then I bought myself what was supposed to be my home in Playa del Carmen, a condo, um, and then um, turned that into an Airbnb because I'm not there. And now that I live in Louisville, Kentucky, um, so there I invested in other properties and turned them into Airbnbs, like short-term and medium-term because Sarah Weaver and her medium-term strategy. Oh, yeah. And this is actually another hack, though, because, like, if you are traveling for long periods of time, for example... I will rent my place for 30 days or like a week and then it pays the mortgage, not my mortgage, but my partner's mortgage, but like we'll rent it. And then, so that's paying off your mortgage. And then maybe you're getting like, I think like you're, maybe you get more money for it. So it's like money to travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, we were, and if you're, you're not uncomfortable renting your entire house on Airbnb, something that we used to do before we put our house that we moved from in Indiana on Airbnb, we were still living there, but we, would lock our room and then just rent the other rooms out when we were traveling so we could use that money for travel. So when we were in Thailand, we rented it out the entire time we were there. So it was, yeah, it's a really good hack and highly recommend looking into it if that's something you're comfortable with. But yeah, I, I don't know. And it's cool. Like if you're really careful, obviously you have to be very careful, but I mean, again, back to backpacker mentality, I'm just kind of like, I used to hate knowing, I felt like it was so wasteful knowing like that there's an empty place yeah. for a month less about like i'm paying rent and i'm not doing it but i'm like a traveler could be making use of this space like so even if you're like house sitting right or like you're house swapping like if you can encourage other people to travel i remember like if i like when i was long-term traveling i'm like i wish i would have like have been able to have a free place to stay because you know like i knew like i'm like so do you know any people like traveling for the summer can i house it for them 
because it's a waste of space, you know? So I have like this personal like guilt over having an empty place and not having somebody else stay in there. So it is cool. And I now also like, I actually do that with my own space. Aside from the Airbnbs I have for Airbnb, um, being able to rent my space and have like my closet blocked off, like mm -hmm. the room blocked off, only one room being rented. It's like, instead of having a three bedroom house, it's a one bedroom house. And that's actually better because you have less people. So I actually think it makes more sense to like have like a lower, like less people the better. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alex. I think that was really inspirational. And if you're listening and thinking, you know, I'm afraid I have a lot of points, but I'm afraid to take that trip. Just take Alex as an example. She just does it. You know, she just having that mentality, I think is really, really inspiring. And if people want to find you on the internet, where can people find you? Oh, people can find me at travelfashiongirl.com, travelfashiongirl. And usually Instagram is the easiest place to connect. I also have a Travel Fashion Girls Facebook group where that's like super awesome. And it's not just about suitcase. I mean, it is about packing and suitcases, but it's like still, it's all about community as well and helping and uplifting each other. Compass Rose travel accessories are on Amazon. They, I will next year be selling them on my website as well. And then Women's Travel Fest, if you are interested in going to like the ultimate weekend getaway in Playa del Carmen in February um, or in a future year, so womenstravelfest.com. Yeah, and we'll definitely put those links in the show notes as well so you guys can find them. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you have any questions or if you have any tips for next time. We have the Bougie and Backpack Mailbag. So if you have any feedback for previous podcast episodes or this one or stuff that you want to hear more of, just like packing what we discussed today or conferences, let us know in the Bougie and the Backpack Mailbag. Thank you. We'll see you next week.